I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What up, you're listening to Almost Sacred. I'm Jake. I am Brian. Hey, and this is a podcast about movies, about television shows, about video games, sometimes about Make it sweet, sweet love to anybody. This, anybody that's listening. So anybody that is listening, thanks. As rare as you are. As rare as you, yes, in the endangered species that you are, we really, we are going to pass a law that whatever forest you're living in the middle of, no one's going to ever be able to infiltrate it or cut a tree down or set a foot wrong because our, we got to save the fuck out of yeah, you. We're going to, we're going to save you and we're going to make sure it's a safe place wherever the forest you're living in, but still have access to a smartphone with a podcasting app. We're going to put you in our bush. We appreciate it. We're going to make sure nobody trims this bush. No one will ever trim that bush that no bush one. is gonna be so overgrown mm. there's gonna be kangaroos hopping around in it some mm. spiders skittering skittering and scurrying about a koala hanging from the top yeah maybe a sloth maybe a it. bear yeah could hibernate in there yeah. hibernate in my bush rare bear that, that rare australian bush bear yeah oh yeah how about that oh yeah yeah we know we know about other continents and slash countries oh yeah imagine being so big that your continent is also your country imagine being so big that you're the size of a continent continent or country i've never been that big say hello to my penis i don't (laughs) (laughs) interesting you're able to just waltz in here like any any other person is able to it's hard i like i have to stuff myself through the doorway and then finally it's a special pair of pants that i wear it is true when you came to my house and this is true today you said guys come here i have to show you something i did I had to show you some pussy. There was like a stray cat outside. And I was like, oh, no, he's in the road. Turns out it's just the neighborhood cat. Yeah, with a cross eye. Yeah, he does have a cross eye, but he's also clearly been groomed in the last like. A very sweet yeah. kitty cat. He is very sweet. He loves belly rubs. Oh, yeah. He loves to flop down. He does, All man. You need to, if you're within earshot, if you just give up, he just immediately like, I've, no, no joke. Like this cat. Like we've seen around the neighborhood. Uh, I've we been were, coming here for two years. This is the, or maybe we two plus years. This is the first three, time I've seen him. Three and a half even, some would say. Has it been three and a half? Based on the passage of time, I think it has been. Good <laughs> since, God. Since I've lived in the spot. But yeah, no, we'll see it. We'll be like walking bells some nights. And that cat will be like under a street lamp. We'll see it like from far off. And yeah, who are? Hit him with, hit him with the pss And that cat will literally flop down like on the pavement and be like, rub my belly. Oh. I know you're like half a mile away, but. I want my belly rubbed. <laughs> oh, I hope nothing bad happens to that kitty cat. Nice. So sweet. Yeah, I don't. I think it's the people in the cul-de-sac, like right beneath us, that he either lives there or he just shelters there or whatever. But mm-hmm. he clearly has like a. a He's home, a vagrant. A oh. Home base. Somewhere. Oh yeah, that cat was. <laughs> I picked him up. He's plump and he's well. 
taken care of. He was just outside. Yeah, he's he's fine. And he trusts the shit out of people. Yeah. You let me pick him up. Yeah. Uh, he, no joke. This cat was about to just let himself in. Like, cause he was, dude. Open. He was just like, all right, I guess this is my house now. So yep, this gonna, is where I live. I'm going to walk in here. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to eat all the tofu you have. <laughs> yeah, I just feel so bad for outdoor animals. Yeah, it is. It is a weird thing to see him in a neighborhood like this. But cats here. like to be outside. My mom's like my cat that I grew up with was indoor outdoor. It makes me so sad, though. I just want him to be inside in the safety of the bed. But I guess if you like that. Oh, no, I fucking love it, Jake. <laughs> if if you're an animal and you enjoy being outside, then why would you wish? Why would you wish a life of seclusion in four walls? Why can't you have both? Yeah, like an indoor outdoor cat. Yeah, like we just said. That's like the best <laughs> of all worlds. You come sleep in the warmth. <laughs> That's what I do. My dog sleeps with us, and then like we bring our cats upstairs. And then cats not do in, not sleep under the blankets, but they're they not enjoy. into it. <laughs> no, but they like to sleep on the bed. So I get pretty hype about that, especially when Megan was out of town, my wife, and like they would all hop in the same bed. We'd all sleep together. Like, this is my boy. (laughs) I do remember uh, the one night I slept over at your house. Your cat was on my face (laughs) the next morning. Yeah, he does that from time to time. He probably begged you for food, too. Like, God damn it. I woke up hungover and Ryan's pussy was in my face. I was like, what the fuck happened last night? And you didn't lick it. Um, well, you're lucky. Now we have two cats. Yeah, I know. Getting it from both sides. Oh, man. <laughs> two do, two d- kitty boys. Two kitty boys. One Jake. <laughs> you do the math. That recent viral video <laughs> on E-Bombs World. <laughs> oh, God. Not, a, not a dated statement at all. <laughs> Tom from MySpace reported me. He caught. <laughs> he was friends with everybody, but did he really know everybody? I don't know. At least he never sold our data to like the Chinese government. That we know of. (laughs) That we know of. He probably bought a burner phone and was able to do it through some way of that. Through some way other than that. Well, do you still have a Facebook? A Facebook? Yeah. I think I have to to have our to run our account, but yeah, I don't get it. So proof. Yeah. So the China they have the Chinese government already. They have that anyways. Well, if they have it, then how many how would not hit higher numbers? Literally it. Because we're not popular in China. We need if to we start, really invest in China. If we start doing this podcast in Bow Mandarin. down. We start doing know. this podcast in Mandarin. I guarantee you our numbers will go straight up. Mandarin or Russian. I can't speak. So brush, the bong dong so is, brush up and dos vidanya. We're making some changes to this in the future. You know what I heard? What's that? I, I have my boss. She is a Asian woman. Correct. All right. I don't know why I said correct like I knew that. Correct. Correct. Yes. And uh, she was incorrect. Try again. (laughs) She was asking about my tattoos today, and uh, she was like, you know, in her culture, like I guess it's China, Japan, or and there was like a third one. I can't remember what the third one was. Um, she was like, you know, tattoos are synonymous with gangs, right? And I was so like, does this, she think I'm a gang member? You're in this gang called the Earnhardt's Good Wrench. <laughs> Which, by the way, I got a Dale Earnhardt tattoo recently, like a couple of days ago, um, to commemorate the memory, the spirit, and a friend. And a friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, they wanted to give me the angel wings at first. So I was like, no, we wanted dragon wings. Dragon wings. And they're like, here's some wings. And I was like, so that. you're your best friend. 
Yes. This was his first tattoo. Yes. That you did. Was it his idea or did you con him into doing this? It started out as a joke. Okay. And as all tattoo ideas do apparently. <laughs> no, not at all. And, uh, and at one point I was like, what if on our back, we just had a bunch of titties. So we didn't get a bunch of titties on our back, but we definitely got this Earnhardt tattoo. And, um, it was a drunk joke and I was not going to commit to it. Uh, we both agreed that we would do this on our 33rd birthdays or whenever we're both 33 at the same 30, time. Did you just say 33rd? 33rd. This is on our 33rd birthday. It's on our 33rd birthday. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Jake, you can't do, uh, you can't tell numbers, man. It's 33rd, man. It's the ultimate drunk idea on our third. going to get a three tattoo on our 33rd birthday. Just wait until we get to our 133rd episode. This is 131st. Well, we only got two more to 35th, go. 35th, actually. Is it 35th? Yeah, I couldn't. We missed our 133rd. <laughs> we did. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, well, I guess we'll wait till 333rd. 333rd episode. <laughs> or maybe our 233rd. Sorry. Could, that comes first. Could just be 143rd. 143rd. That's only an eight episode. <laughs> yeah, but not the same, you know. <laughs> Kind of the same feeling to it, but uh, I've lost my train of thought talking about 33rd. Equally as hard to say, you're f- Austin getting his first yeah, tattoo. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he uh winced quite a bit. Mine was not that bad, um, but I've gotten tattoos a, before. You're not a bitch, yeah. I would like to, to think that I'm, I'm not a bitch. I'd like to think <laughs> I have a high threshold for pain. I've been going around telling people that too. I, so I live my wife, she's very much a she's soft <laughs> so that's what i'm used to so that's what i always compare to because i always see her but like whenever i was living at home my parents i you might have thought i was a soft one because my my parents are kind of not hard but they're hard working and like one's an alcoholic so you just immediately assume they feel nothing so uh or they feel too much and they have to inebriate themselves Possible, but either way, I just, I, I've, it's just very strange to see people in such vulnerable situations wincing and things that I've been through, and I'm like, why? It doesn't hurt that bad. Wincing and things that I couldn't possibly relate to. Yeah, like feelings, feeling things. How stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's the matter with me. Um, people at the tattoo shop were telling me I had issues. Interesting. Whenever your friends at tattoo shops tell you, like, yeah, you have issues. They love you anyway. Your joke has its truth. So you're you like, could, yeah, something's you wrong. You could with go me. to therapy or you could just listen to what your tattoo artist said and worry about like, listen. Man, that makes sense to me. I am concerned. <laughs> makes sense to me. I think you might have some I think you might have some issues you need to talk about to somebody. Nah, yeah. don't. It's, um, it's all good. <laughs> like, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. And they're like, that's see, that's the problem. That's, like, <laughs> that's the problem. We actually don't know each other. We don't know each other <laughs> at all. We've never, we've never met. We've never spoken. We've never had a conversation that lasted longer than three sentences. <laughs> you keep talking to me like you know my name, but you do not. My and name. you keep calling me Jessica. Yeah, you've called me Jessica multiple times. My name's Greg. Greg with two G's. Mm. Not Jessica. Are you old Greg? Jessica with... <laughs> what are you doing in my waters? Jessica, you were funny. I'm old Greg. No, I am lucky that my uh, tattoo artist is a a friend. And I've actually known her husband for a while. So, you know, you look into these situations to get older. Um but yeah, so I got a Dell Earnhardt tattoo to commemorate, A, the spirit of the man, 
B, the spirit of youth. C, the spirit of a friend. And I wear this for a lot of friends. Jake, you were a NASCAR kid. You know how it was. I do. I do indeed. Uh, And speaking of things that haven't been around since the uh, early 2000s, uh, there was a recent... (laughs) Damn, that transition's painful. The transition was absolutely dreadful. Metro Dread was out last week, and this... (laughs) No, that was a lot more brutal transition than I was anticipating. But yeah, you know what? just like Samus, I went and slid right under the nearest crack I could and just got in there anyway, any way that was any way that was possible. Oh, God, man. We're still talking about the video game. Yeah, I think so. I well, I the, think- your description was questionable. <laughs> I think so. Best. Uh, Ryan, I've been playing Metroid Dread since. Yeah, it came no out. shit, man. I seen Last you been posting on Facebook and shit about it. You're like Metroid Red. I'm like, what is this man doing Metroid over here? Red. He's like, so he excited. Clearly not slept in multiple days. Yeah. <laughs> this is a person absolutely teetering on the edge of sanity. You're the crackhead in the neighborhood, remember? I, I am now. You are the crackhead that in the story neighborhood. I told last week that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been smoking crack staying up playing Metroid. <laughs> I've moved on to meth. But I will say, uh, I have the most loving and supportive fiance in the world because I have been talking about this game for like the last like two weeks. I mean, like, listen, I don't know if you know or not, but this is a big deal. And it comes out October 8th at midnight and I'm going to step and play. And she's like, absolutely. I love you. Do whatever you want to do. Anyways, we got drunk off of boxed wine last Thursday. That's, night. But that's not the entire story. You I drank missed, the majority of I that missed, box of wine. I drank it's the like majority. four bottles, man. I drank the majority of that box of wine. We I missed the window by an hour. And by the time we actually sat down, I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> we were greeted by at least a five-minute cutscene at the start, which I thought she uh, was beginning to lose interest. And then the first about <laughs> two to five minutes of this game, you're immediately thrown up against some of the hardest in enemies that you have to deal with for the rest of this game in which i died about 20 to 25 times because i suddenly had the realization that i was a little bit too drunk to pull off some of the very precise maneuvers that this game was suddenly asking of me <laughs> you had it the whole time man <laughs> so after at about 2 15 in the morning i decided it was time to go to bed <laughs> and try again the, the next, next day, day. <laughs> while on a Friday, while still technically at work, still technically work in nursing, what I would describe as a boxed wine hangover. <laughs> You're like, man, I'm going to take a I nap pull, while I'm I on pull, the clock, play this video it game. It was time to check some emails, pull the old Nintendo Switch out of the dock, beat off, and like finally slide under some doors and beat. And, and and beat some giant mechanical robots who were chasing after me. You have some issues deeply rooted. A lot of deeply, deeply rooted. A lot of deeply rooted issues. Mm-hmm. If you've listened to, I think this is a, a series that I have referenced in nearly every episode of this podcast. So this is a long time coming for me for big reasons. Finally having a new one to talk about. And let me just scream it from the top of the mountains that this game is okay okay <laughs> it's pretty good i i have oh. to i have to admit it's um brutally difficult and so much more difficult than any other mainline game in this series any other game in this series for that matter uh it talked about hollow knight talked about games like axiom verge it's more difficult than that it's so unforgiving and dark souls it's <laughs> 
that's a, almost a cliche at this point. It's not it's not as hard as Dark Souls, and it's also a little more forgiving because you don't when you die, you don't lose like twenty minutes of progress, which is the good thing about it. So if you do get killed, and you will get killed in this game a lot, it rarely sets you back more than like thirty to thirty seconds to like a minute or so. So it's not like you have to do a lot of stuff over and over again, which the old games you did. You died. You went back to the last save point. You haven't saved in half an hour. Guess what? Fuck you. Like you've you lost <laughs> that time in your life. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, bitch. You come across a save room. You use it. You don't just slide through. You fucking moron. Like you. <laughs> yeah. You slide out. You and slide what, in. And that's the early roots of what I would like to call my anxiety. What? <laughs> waiting. Th- these are games where you obviously like. You are just waiting to find the next save point because you know if you pass it by. Like it's you, like driving through a that, rest stop and knowing you're gonna have to pee later. Exactly. You just slide. Why would you through. do? It? Why would you do that? Why would you risk it? You know something's coming straight afterwards. It's gonna fuck you up. Like bring a cup to pee in. Use it. Yeah. What are you gonna shit in? Bring a cup to shit in. <laughs> bring a cup and another cup. Bring yeah. a big cup. <laughs> bring several Walmart bags. Oh God. You never know. Rules of the road. Listen, you find a save point, you use it. You you have to. Everybody knows. Uh but but yeah, this this game I don't, I don't I don't honestly don't know where to start. Like it is it's difficult, but it is great to see like the 3D models rendered on that two-dimensional plane. The cutscenes look and feel really good. The movements are really fluid. It I did I think that I read somewhere that they use an actual actor to motion cap the movements that they, they put little balls on somebody yeah so it look it really really does look good if you're playing in handheld mode if you put this game on like a big 4k tv it degrades in quality because i don't think the switch is powerful enough to make it look as good as it could it's is it, this the new switch or the old switch any of them <laughs> Ooh. and i'm playing with one that i got in 2017 so it's i don't know it looks really great in handheld it still looks decent on a tv but if you own a switch you pretty much know what you're what you're in for i read an article on kotaku that was like someone has already emulated it on pc which the game has been out for two days and they already have it on emulator and it's running in like 4k or like resolution it looks better really and that's always ouch embarrassing when you could do what like the f- official first party thing can't and you can get it to run smoother and faster and look clearer and in, in, in four days in like four days. <laughs> like, how does that happen, though? Once it's out, it's out there. So people can people always find a way to pirate stuff. But I mean, and you I understand that, but make it look better. I think that it's just that if you have hardware that can uh, upscale something even further, they can take the the data and the code that's already in the game and display it at a higher resolution. Why couldn't they have done that back at Nintendo? Uh, because they're working with the four-year-old hardware that's mostly... This is one of the games where I, I've... Like the Switch, as much as it's touted as a console you can take everywhere, the reality is it's a handheld you can play on the TV. After, <laughs> after playing with like... Some more powerful hardware. That's kind of the conclusion I've come to. It's not. It, and again, it's really it doesn't matter that much because it doesn't detract. Once you get into that game in this game in particular, it doesn't matter that much. But when I have looked at it on a TV, I'm like, this could be better than it is because it's running at sub. It's like 900 P, which is sub par. Not 
it could it looks it looks a little fuzzy and blurry and i kind of wish that it looked better but uh, when if you're playing on a smaller screen especially if you are one of the four people that got one of those switch oleds you're probably gonna really fucking like this game and the way that looks it's got a lot of depth to it the cutscenes look great the movement is fluid you've got a really impressive range of new weaponry that you have to play around with but my god like you cannot take damage in this game at all. Like older games, as long as you had enough energy, you could just run through a room, not shoot anything, and you're going to be fine. Same with like boss fights. You, If you learned enough patterns, you had enough health, it really didn't matter. You could will away at it. This game, it really, not since like a game like Hollow Knight, have I had to focus on bosses as much as this, like eyes wide open, contacts dried out, water eyes watering hands cramping anus fully clenched palms super sweaty mom's spaghetti like it is absolutely like i've never had i haven't had to focus on boss fights this hard in a really long time and the the dexterity and the timing and the precision that you have to execute it's it feels good when you get over it but for the five to ten times that you have to replay that boss you're really you're getting a little little bit slightly more frustrated every time you do it Mm -hmm. and (laughs) you're ready to choke somebody you're ready you know the remedy for that's to beat off my friend (laughs) remember your angry jack off sessions yeah so mad you could pop a boner you ever heard that in cards against humanity it's a card it's that's the truth. It's not something I've identified with. Well, but it's try it out sometime. Like the take your body for a whirl. Like when Ryan came over, I mean, it was like, let me show you this boss. I, be- I had to beat last night. And I honestly, I had tried it about like six times last night. But you would beat it by the time I got it. I here. did. I got it on the seventh, but I figured if I didn't get it last night, I'll just, I'll show Ryan and maybe he'll just enjoy watching me suffer at this giant fucking lava lizard be like he died again he died again look at this <laughs> fucking idiot it is a lot about timing a lot about rhythm but yeah the, like the one that i showed you almost every boss has been like that where you have attacks that just cover like half of the screen they can take away a huge huge chunk of your health it's really taken where you have it's taken this the concept they've had of a long time of energy tanks and reduced them to kind of being like hearts and zelda like one hit that heart's gone like mm-hmm. it's you cannot just tank a lot of damage and, and expect to actually make it through a fight. Like you have to be precise the entire way through. And it really, really takes a lot of, a lot of effort and concentration. It's satisfying, but can be frustrating. Hey, you just talked about my marriage. <laughs> You've talked about life in general. It can be satisfying when you get it right, but man, it's frustrating when you have to try over and over again to get or the say same you're thing, sorry or the something same like that, trivial yeah. thing right. God. <laughs> um, the story, I haven't finished this whole game, so I cannot comment on that, but I will say there are bits and pieces of this that I think that if this is your first Metroid game, you're going to be quite confused. But if you've played a lot of them, or at least some of the recent ones, you'll be like, Oh yeah, I remember that thing. And it might be it may be a satisfying thing for you or like that scratches a really specific nostalgic itch or you're just like, "Oh, yep, yeah, that was in that last game, wasn't it?" <laughs> well, you could be like, "Man, like in movies where you're like, "Man, I need to go back and play that to go back and do that again." Yeah, or figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. Uh, and it's a long game. 
I, I think if you die a bunch of times, if you and it's Jake. even longer if you die a bunch of times. Like yeah. Jeff. Well, I know somebody who keeps dying a lot. Me. I told them <laughs> they told me they had been playing for 10 hours. I was like, you're almost at the end of the game. No. And they were like, no. Well, are you sure? Because you got this, the rolly thing. The screw attack. Yeah. You're which, screwing everybody. Yeah. Hard. Exactly. I somersault into them and they explode into a cloud of energy and parasite. And you can and screw organisms. as much as you want. You're like jumping and screwing. Yeah, you screwing can somersault forever. Gotta love that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a tough game. Um, Cutscenes are great mechanically. It's 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 solid, but um, it's it's a fun time. But I I don't. It's going to take me a while to really assess where I stand on it because I think that this more than any other thing i've had to talk about carries a weight of nostalgia from my childhood that is going to take a little bit longer for me to fully separate myself from and judge it like on its own as a game it's hard when you've been waiting because i was i think 10 years old when i beat metroid fusion and this is the sequel that i've literally been waiting for for that game since then so now that I'm almost 30 years old and a lot of we life, almost 30 years old, we can just round you in there. Yeah, I could just it's like a you're, it's you're, a week. It's a week away. That dick is full inserted <laughs> into 30. I found a gray pube the other day. What do you think about that? I haven't been there before. Well, I have a story for you. I have a story for you. <laughs> you were talking about jumping and screwing and somersaulting. Are you familiar with the term soaking? soaking soaking what's soaking soaking is do so, i want to know oh you want to know i didn't believe it they told me at the tattoo shop i didn't believe them but then i looked it up and it's a real thing tiktokers are talking about it so these mormon kids are trying to get past the sins of god is this putting a tampon of alcohol up your butthole i wish it was my friend oh it's i worse. wish it was <laughs> it's not worse um so boy meets girl Okay. Mormon boy meets Mormon girl. All right. They decide that, hey, time to have eight. I really like you. So let's proceed to put my member into your vaginae. Okay. And that's it. They just pickle it. You're pickling your penis in there. All right. Then. So you can't move back and forth. You can't. You hang out. But here is the kicker. All right. You get a third buddy. To hop on the bed what? and jump on the bed that you're There's on. A third person to involved. create motion. Boom. It's a Mormon threesome. This is the craziest thing. It's I've ever pickling heard. penises, my friend. That's the crate. How, how do you. <laughs> it's that's. I don't know. These kids are trying to get by with it. At this point, I'm just like, just do just it. Just do it. Or at least Why? do it in the butt or in the how mouth you, or something like how that. How do you. How do you. So, okay. So you're really. You're really. Mm-hmm. You're really religious. Mm-hmm. Yep, but you also convince a friend to hop on the to like I'm I'm guessing just do like a do like the worm at the edge of the bed while you're just hanging out there. Hey man, I love you. I would jump on the bed for you and Olivia. <laughs> I'll just be doing just cover up, just you be know, doing the worm. Like, cover up and don't make up any down. sounds, <laughs> or give me some beats by Dre or something like that. So I don't have to hear give me some Bose noise canceling headphones. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, what you could do, uh, I have these. I'm just listening to Marvin Gaye while y'all get it on. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you could attach, like, some kind of, like, electro thing that's for a massager to your butt. And technically, it make your butt clench, you know? And that would cause a thrust 
technically you're not doing it because right. if unless the other you, pass is yeah. this definitely passes. Unless you recoil and then go back. Unless it's the full motion, I'm guessing, forward and backwards. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, if you think about it, there's one good thrust there because you push in and you have to take out. Yeah. That's, it's elongated that's a full thrust. motion. Yeah. You that, could be talking like 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. Between Total. thrust motions. Because, my God... That third person, I cannot imagine them doing <laughs> like jumping jacks at the edge of the pit or whatever. They're yeah, doing. like what happens if you accidentally come? I mean, even though you are technically not having sex by your thoughts, um, you could still get somebody pregnant that way. Yeah, that's not, a fuck trophy. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I, and that might as well be a participation trophy because. No one's going home with a number one. A number one. Yeah. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it is. It's and, a real thing, too. And I thought the tampon soaked in tequila was bad. But no. That, we should try that out sometime. No. What are you doing I, for the next podcast? <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? Let's go soak our asses. This next podcast is, is sponsored by Jose Cuervo. Cuervo. Yep. Where me and Jake have a dual-sided um, tampon. Nope. You don't want a dual side tampon with me? We can share the tampon. We'll see. We'll see. We'll explore some (laughs) other platforms. I'm done with mine. You want it? (laughs) Two really gets me there. Mine's dry. Oh, God. Can you lick it again? (laughs) Uh, Anyways. uh, (laughs) Metro Dread's a good game. Uh, I, I don't I don't think it's uh, the I don't think it's the best game I've ever played and I don't know if it's the even the best game I played this year but it is it is was it the best Metroid game you played no <laughs> that's it and that's another thing I wanted to kind of point out that even having not finished it it feels a little soulless if that makes sense. I think that the atmosphere and the music and a lot of those earlier games is what really made it's a, a huge part, made a lasting memory. And this, I cannot, there's no music in it at all. It's all ambient background noises uh, outside of like a few, like, like one cut scene where they play like a classic song. And then there's a few like little like item, like jingles and stuff from other games. Where like, oh yeah, that's from that game. Like it, that's it. Uh, and I think that I so in 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 Metroid Fusion that game scared the shit out of me when I was like 9 10 years old because there is a um there is a ex parasite that is mimicking Samus at full power and there's a couple of cutscenes again this is on the Game Boy Advance but it zooms in on this thing's face and it was enough to scare the shit out of me at 9 years old where I had ni- ah. I had nightmares about it it is a and the reason that it is scarier to me than this game is that the first time you play through it, you have no idea when this thing is suddenly going to walk into a room and like the lights go out and all you hear is like these footsteps like and you know that if you come out of hiding, you die like it instantly. Surprise, motherfucker. And this is what this game is trying to do with these these robots that are these hunting you. They're called Emmy, and which is short for extra fucking something or other. Any anyways, they're they're out to, are outies, man. Yeah, they're out they're innies and outies. They're they have a they're an innie until they catch you, and then they have this big like 
hook that comes out and tries to that goes straight into your heart. Oh, God. <laughs> it's surprisingly brutal for a Nintendo game where this thing pins you down and then just stabs you in the fucking chest and the screen goes black for a second. But it's trying to do a similar sort of thing. But I think that the the reason it's not as scary is because A, I'm almost 30 years old, and B, um, <laughs> there you know they only patrol certain areas. So you know if you stay out of those areas, it's fine. You have to go through them to get forward in the game eventually. But you have a uh, ability like the whatever the cloak is called from Harry Potter. It's very similar. It's called like the Phantom Cloak, and you can go invisible. Eventually, it will start eating into your health. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is weird because they wouldn't think that it would start eating in your health. It would just leave you vulnerable. You have a little gauge of special energy, but once that runs out, it starts taking your regular energy tanks down until you get to one point of health. It's kind of like you're in the water drowning. Yeah, and it makes you really slow. So mm-hmm. even though that there's this thing tracking you, and if it touches so it can't see or hear you when you have that on, but if it touches you, it still kills you because mm-hmm. it it finds you and if you're you run out of cloaking stuff when you're down to one single energy point it can still find you and hone in on you really quickly the way that they move is really like they look like panthers so it's really well animated they can crawl through like really small spaces they can curl up small and then just tower over you and it's 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 nerve-wracking the only way that you can beat them you have this you have to defeat this mini boss and then you get a special weapon that uh, you can melt their face off, but then you have to blast them with another charge shot to melt the like you can't brain throw elbows. of the robot. Yeah, you have to throw bows. <laughs> <laughs> throw bows, man. And uh, to enter into that special mode, it's like it, 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 uh, you have to be stationary. You have to um, pick a really long hallway because you have to have enough space to actually melt them. And then by the time they get to you, you have to duck under a corridor and run and then reposition yourself to do it all again and it makes those encounters really really tense and it's sad so satisfying when you finally blast one you're just like fuck you you orange asshole like you've been you've <laughs> sucked my butt you've i've gotten the game over screen 20 times trying to get through this area and thank god i finally like and that's when you retreat to the couch here just <laughs> is that the sound of your <laughs> It's like will, a chipmunk at like some kind of to- uh, chipmunk meeting when they're talking amongst themselves. I will say <laughs> the, the little noises they make are genuinely unsettling. They make these little clicks and chirps when they're getting close to you. They go like. <laughs> oh, it sounds like my cat when he looks at like birds. Yeah. When you hear when you are in one of those areas and you hear that, you're like, oh, shit. You immediately like. You have to like duck down and like turn invisible, but you know, you've only got about like 10 to 20 seconds to like get out of that area. That thing's going to find you and it's going to kill you. Have you tried befriending the creature? I have. I've tried sending it some chocolates and some flowers, <laughs> uh, but it still tried to, you stab know, me. I'm allergic to chocolates. Still try to stab me in the heart. and these flowers. So it's didn't, it didn't matter. Be like, you know, I'm a robot, right? Like, all I want is that sweet, sweet Metroid DNA you've got in your chest, apparently. Well, (laughs) come on down and let's make the coitus. Just some really horny robots chasing after Samus, which I think is what this is what this is all about. Every person's dream. Every person's dream. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's been a good time so far. And if you haven't played one of these games or if you've played a game like it before, I think it's worth a shot. It is probably the only first party Nintendo game you're getting for this holiday season. 
So that's part of the why. You think so? I don't think of anything bigger that they are putting out between now and Christmas. You don't think there would be like a surprise? Could be wrong. I'd, have, I'd be happy to be wrong. But uh, yeah, I, I wish, I really wish they had put out like a Metroid collection of at least like the mainline games before this. But mm-hmm. no, they're like, you can play Metroid 1 and Super Metroid right now, but you can't play Fusion, the game that immediately comes before this and has a lot of... Uh, story elements that would help you understand some of the shit that's going on in this game you don't need that you don't need why that in you your want, life why would you want to understand that why would you want yeah. to understand the understanding's thing? overrated jake it's like we gave you like two static cutscenes where you're like i went here and did this and now i'm here what well, else then, do you want <laughs> the only thing you'll understand is confusion <laughs> but yeah uh good game that's would what you, we used to say back in the day as we slapped hands at baseball would you good play game. Would you play this? You want to be this frustrated? Um, This was not... (laughs) From looking at it, this is not my style of game. And honestly, last week's game wasn't. But I think last week's game looked more enjoyable. I enjoy the puzzle aspect. And it's a little more laid back. And I don't know. That's kind of exciting to me. I mean, Metroid is... I think it's because it's a side-scroller. And it's not like... uh, I don't know. It's just not very interesting to me, but that's just me personally. So I will say Eastward is a great comparison because Eastward is like a warm hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's like Eastward is like putting on some cabin socks and like reading a good book by a fire. It's like a warm hug. Of uh, a game. It's coffee on a cold day. Metro Dread is like there's a murderer in your house and you're hiding from them. <laughs> Which I'm cool with, too. <laughs> it's not, not a relaxing time at all. Yeah, I like I, I think the older I get, the more I am into like cozy things and not feeling uncomfortable. Like, yeah, maybe that's been me my whole life. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> I enjoy like coffee, sports on the TV or like, you know, just the same old routine somewhat. It's nice to kind of know what's coming. Mm -hmm. There are certain parts of this where you do know it's coming. And there's also parts that you cannot avoid. And uh, it's like life. That's just the nature of it. But uh, it's uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I do think people that have never played one of these games would enjoy it. But if you've never played a game in this style before. I don't know. Maybe check out something else. Like if you can, I don't know, (laughs) play Hollow Knight, play like Axiom Verge. Like I think that both of those games are maybe better introductions to something like this Mm -hmm. because this is the thing that inspired those sorts of things. But it's a bit, it took the difficulty that those games created from that formula and was just like, oh, you fuck all y'all. Fuck everybody! Can't see, can't you sleep. Would, oh, you get to the end of this, like we don't fucking care. Like there's no difficulty settings or anything. Like it's just it is what it is. It's Pound Town. You want to get past it, get better at it. Like this it doesn't care. So yeah, well, <laughs> some of the description you had on the first couple of boss bosses seemed like it was very much a grind game until you could get over the hump. Yeah. So if if that doesn't sound like a good time to you. I don't know. Play one of the other ones and, and maybe warm yourself up to it because well, this, at least you know what the fuck's going at on. At least. Yeah. At least you'll know like, oh, Samus is a girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a big deal in 1986. Was it? Yeah. Was it revealed in 1986? It was. Uh, and it's really funny because uh, and the reason and then it's another kind of horny way that it does this. Like the more uh, I think for Metroid one, the first the faster you completed it. Samus takes off more of her suit at the end. 
Oh, yeah. So if you beat it in like under two hours, she just takes her helmet off. And, and it literally looks like David Lee Roth. Like it could be like a man or a woman. Like it, she's just got like like four sprites and lo- like long blonde hair. So it's like that could just be like <laughs> it's like <laughs> David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar. Oh, if no, it's David like Lee Roth. Under an hour and a half or under an hour or whatever it is. It's like um, she's oh. wearing like a little like pink bikini or whatever. How dare you suggest anything other than David Lee Roth, my friend? Yeah, you're right. I sh- shouldn't have even brought Sammy Hagar into this. <laughs> he can't even drive. <laughs> He can't 55. Drive 55 at least. <laughs> I mean, you can't it seems like you can't drive. Like what you can't read the numbers? Yeah. yeah. Apparently apparently they did blow people's minds, but in the in the manuals for that game, they were like they only referred to Samus as a man. So that when they did like at the end of that game, it was like Samus was a girl. And they're like, people were like, What? I think that's kind of fucked up. It is, it is, but I guess because people are going to go back and look at that. Like, female well, characters in like, video games at that point had only been like, look, like Princess Peach, where you're just like rescuing them for mm-hmm. so for or Zelda. actual woman or Z- or Zelda for that matter. And so for a, a female protagonist to turn out to be like the main character in that game, that was a badass that well, you can go backwards in that game, too. You can. Uh, it's it's really because the series is inspired by Alien. And I think that it's not a not a surprise. Like one of your one of the bosses you fight in the work. The first game is uh, called Ridley uh, for Ridley Scott, director of Alien. And also mm-hmm. Ellen Ripley uh, is what Samus is based on. Like the when she takes her little suit off or whatever, her little like bikini or whatever is based on like what Ripley is wearing at the end of Alien. Like it's very it's been well documented that's what those what the original developers were shooting for like the tone the isolation like all of that was like they watched alien and aliens and they're like we want to make a video game like that and that's it kind of very much what the roots of roots of this uh came from well that's kind of exciting for me because i i grew up watching aliens even the Metroids themselves, they're like the face suckers. Like they land on top of your head. Mm-hmm. They suck the life energy out of you and then they move on. Yeah. So it's kind of like anybody. Kind of like, like anybody. They suck. Former they lovers. Get, they get what they need and then they're they're out of there. So. And then you cry to yourself. Nobody loves you. <laughs> and that's and that's that, man. That's nobody. That's the way it goes. <laughs> this is the way. Anyways. Um. Yeah, so let's uh, let's do a little bit of uh, newsy news. news. A little bit of newsy news. I'm I'm gonna dig here in the news, but we did watch some trailers. Um, one of the trailers that we watched was for the new Resident Evil movie. Um, we watched this. I looked at you and I said, "This is probably gonna be crap." You agreed. Yeah. I have you seen any of the Resident Evil movies? Oh yeah, the first one I went and seen in theaters with uh, the same person that I got a tattoo with. Nice. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I think that one holds a special part and uh, place in my heart because it's, you know, it's the original. Um, but as far as what came afterwards, maybe not so synonymous with what I love. I, I saw the second one. I really only seen bits and pieces from what I remember. I probably have seen some of them like all the way through, but not all. Yeah. All the movies like with Mila Jovovich. I uh, thought this looked bad. I thought the acting looked bad. And I thought oh, the special effects yes. were also quite. There was a, a zombie dog in this. It looked like it was 
like PS3 zombie dog that was did not look at all like it was in the same world as these physical actors. So, yeah. uh, and I'm assuming Welcome to Raccoon City is a prequel, maybe to the Resident Evil franchise. But I hope not because it's a downer. <sighs> yeah, a it Debbie Downer. It didn't look great. Uh, I think I'd be way more interested in watching like the first Resident Evil again than watching this. Yeah. Well, that uh, also has a nostalgia factor, and there's some cool things in there. Yeah. Um, Marvel's WandaVision spinoff with Catherine Hans Agnetha Harkness is in the works. Well, how about Not that? a surprise and kind of interesting. I like the Marvel magic aspect of like Marvel and the science is cool and stuff like that. But I think the magic's like the coolest part. Yeah, I think that the, I, I agree. Uh, I liked uh, Catherine Hahn in this. I liked the way that she turned out to be kind of the villain or maybe not totally the villain in, in WandaVision. I think Wanda was kind of the villain in WandaVision, but well, it's <laughs> debatable. Fra- it was framed in a different way, but I think she was ultimately the, maybe the person at fault. <laughs> well, Catherine what- Hahn's funny person too. Yeah. But she, she's great in this. I think this is the, maybe the first like semi dramatic role that she was in. Like I know that, that she definitely, her character in WandaVision had like funny moments, but I think that this is the first time I've seen her do like a kind a role kind of like this. Uh, and I'd be interested to see more of it. I know that Disney is all about some Marvel spinoffs right now where they're like, Get out of you're town. getting a Disney plus series and you're, they're like Oprah up there. Like everybody's getting a Disney plus Hawkeye. series. Uh, but I think that this, like, I think I'd rather watch this than like Hawkeye. Honestly, I think that, that would probably be more interesting to me, maybe. But I think Hawkeye is going to be a lot like the Captain America Winter yeah. Soldier or Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Yeah, like it just like some of these. I, I think that the refreshing thing about this is that they can do anything with Marvel characters, which is more exciting than being like, oh, here's a series, which is just kind of like two Marvel movies stuck together. Like do something different like WandaVision or um, Loki. Or like Loki. 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 Do something different like that. Like it's it's exciting to see these characters do different things and move in a different direction. I'd much rather watch that than what feels like a really long Marvel movie over a couple weeks. So. Mm-hmm. Though I enjoy the aspect of like getting my coffee together and my <laughs> wife's asleep and I don't have to take the dog out. And I can just sit on the corner of my couch and I can just put it on and watch it and just kind of veg out for a little bit i'm probably gonna do that you know i never watched the second season of the mandalorian and i think i did i watched like the first couple episodes but never really watched all of it so you didn't actually get to the end no which i hated (laughs) luke skywalker yeah that's been ruined for me but um (laughs) the last one i remember is whenever they're like in the catacomb that's like ice oh yeah with the ice spiders and stuff yeah yeah yeah. and that was cool there was tons of shit that happened after that (laughs) i know well i'd hope so but I I think that's what I'm going to friggin' do because I don't know. I that part of me just enjoys that's like my Sunday morning cartoons. And then after that, we were just watching Mr. uh, Sunday uh, movies. And I seen like the old Spider-Man TV show on there like they were showing. That's right. And That's on fucking Marvel or um, Disney. Disney And and I was like, man, that'd be fun to go back and watch that. And like the X-Men. I do. I remember watching old the old Spider-Man and the old X-Men cartoons on Mm -hmm. Saturday mornings. Yeah, so on the, on the WB, dude, <laughs> throw it, throw it all the way back. <laughs> but I, th- 
you know, I might start with Spider-Man just because I remember I watched that one pretty regularly. That and the Batman one and then the X-Men one. I like the Batman third. animated ones too. Yeah, like the and, original. And a little bit of Batman Beyond. I was that was, the one with Terry McGinnis? Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool too. Um, there's additional uh, gaining traction rumors that there's going to be a Grand Theft Auto uh, trilogy that's going to be remastered by Rockstar. I think that came out as official. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it was a major leak to coincide with a number of previous reports that Rockstar was going to officially announce as remaking the Grand Theft Auto trilogies. Do we read what we are on the podcast? No. Yeah, we're reading right now. So, and then we go, how no. about what? What? Uh, so, yeah, they officially announced it. How about that? Uh, According to a press release from Rockstar. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy definitive editions is poised to launch before the end of 2021, which is not very long from now. I'd say we're in the end of 2021. I know a lot of people would really enjoy those games and I would be willing to play them. So it's saying that it's going to be uh, available on PS5, PS4, Xbox, and I think what's most interesting, Nintendo Switch. So what I, is that? The Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> what? I don't. I wonder how remastered these games are really going to be. Well, I seen like a side by side, I think. <laughs> and they were kind of like they went from pixelated a little more detailed. But who knows what version I was looking at? Yeah, I think that if it's running on the switch, it's going to look. A, it's going to be like a it's going to be OK. But I, I think like Metroid. Yeah. It's gonna, just it's, okay. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Should be great. But, the, but those are long games too, so I think that having that portability factor is good, especially if you're churning through some of those old games. And if they give you some quality of life improvements, like you can save anytime rather than just having to walk into buildings and stuff. And well, how does that work with the music? I wonder with the copyrights. Good question. I think that a lot of people are are very curious about that because there's it's uh, a big same, part of it when you're driving. Thing, same thing with Tony Hawk, like. The, well, they got the all music that for the, the most part. Music and the licensing is a big part of the nostalgia for some people. So I, I am interested to see how they do that. I think even Grand Theft Auto V, they patched some of the game. They patched some of the music out that they had licensed for in 2013, but they expired. So they had to put some other stuff in there at some point and put some other stuff in GTA online. So, well, I don't doubt, but I think for I know definitely Vice City, it sets the, the tone for the era. I have only played GTA five. So I am intrigued. If this does come out on the switch and it's not like a huge difference from like the PS five, I might get it on the switch. Just now I might get this one just to have like the hand, be able to play it like on the couch. If I want to not have to really pay that much attention and not really be that concerned, be like, I mean, this is an old game and it looks the way it looks. So I really don't care how, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing, like not really be concerned with, could this look better? Of course it could, but I don't know. How is much. the gameplay fun? I don't, is it get more is the gameplay than fun? nostalgia factor? Yeah. Is, will that be fun if you don't have that nostalgia factor for it? Another, another thing I'd be interested in, but yeah, I, I definitely want to check, check this out, whichever of the three that they're going to put out. What if it's just GTA one through three, if it's going to be like, well, it won't be Vice, one through th- three. It's just going to be San like, Andreas. Yeah, Vice City, San Andreas, and um, the other one. Yeah. Because GTA 1, I don't think anyone wants to play. No. Or 2. But. Oh, th- no. It's going to be Grand Theft Auto 3, 
Vice City and San Andreas. Well, now I pay, I played three long, long ago. Those like are all blockbuster. The, those are all the PS2 ones, right? I guess. This, well, I played that four three was on, on the PS3, PS3, and then five was on the PS3, PS4, and the PS5 version got delayed till next year. So, so what you're saying is yeah. there's a chance. What I'm saying is GTA 5 is stretched over nine years, just about. <laughs> God. I feel like I played uh, GTA 3 on PlayStation. I remember my dad taking it back, and I was like, Killing me is just too hard. <laughs> It's just a hard game, and I can't do it. I need another game. But I had a really bad temper, so I would probably have destroyed that game. Yeah, um, you could definitely do it now, especially if you can just save whenever you wanted to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm an adult person now, so I hope my life's a little person. more in order. I'm going to smash my Nintendo Switch over my knee. <laughs> I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> um, that 70s show sequel, that 90s show ordered by Netflix. Basically, this is going to take off from Donna and Eric's kid. Um, they Donna and Eric's kid's going to stay with Red and Kitty. And... Uh, I believe it's a daughter and she's going to be friends. Some of the uh, people, the new kids in Wisconsin, I'm sure you'll get your cameos of like Ashton Kutcher and um, Mila Kunis. Cause I think they stayed in town. They ended up together you think in real life. Toe for grace. He's on another yeah. TV show right now. And he was very hard to get um, whenever they were trying to do like the end of the, like he left for a little bit. I think he'll be back. What else is he doing besides that TV show? Do you think we're going to get a... <sighs> What's his name? What's Fez's name in real life? Uh, uh, Wilmer Valderrama. Wil- yeah, Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> yes, but I don't think that we'll see Hyde anytime soon. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, he got written out of uh, The Ranch, which yep. was Ashton Kutcher wrote and produced, so... And, and also a Netflix original, so I don't think no, we'll be getting Danny Masterson back anytime soon. Won't see uh, Eric's sister, Topher Grace. She's dead. Probably not. But there's probably some other things that they can do. I don't know. I like that 70s show. But you think this 90s show is going to be the one that's going to be like... It says that there is apparently an 80s show spinoff, which aired in 2002. It was not good. I can't imagine that it was. It had... Um, Dennis from Always Sunny in it. Yep, Glenn Howerton. It says, yes. according to comicbook.com, it felt like too much too soon for the franchise and ultimately failed. Oh, it felt quick. Yeah. I watched one episode when it came out and I don't remember being really noteworthy that there was a girl with like Liberty Spikes in it and being the punk rock child that I was at the time. Maybe just the punk rock person I am yeah. altogether. Like, I was all right. like, <laughs> I'm all about this. And then you're like, all right, well. Not interested anymore. I got Maybe my not. kicks. <laughs> Maybe not. Which is totally how I would have done it back in the day. So apparently Clark Kent is uh, super gay and um, super straight. He is super bi. He's come out in as uh, bisexual in Superman's Son of Kal-El number five. See John Kent and hacktivist Jay Nakamura become more than just friends. So Okay. Wow, good for so which good uh, for good for John Kent and hacktivist Jay Nakamura. What's his dad's name again? John Kent. No, the dad of Superman. The dad of Superman. Yeah, you just said his name, Khalil. Khalil. I'm Kal-El. gonna say Khalil. Just son said no Kal-El. son of mine. Son of Kal-El. Um. Anyways, good good for them. I uh, guess. I mean, 
whatever. I don't did, really care you what your orientation right. is. Just yeah. like because I I don't want you a bone in these comic books. But they like I understand that like the the representation is important. But I I do feel like Skiffs is soft, dude. I feel their lips I, got really tiny. I feel like the sexual orientation of comic book characters is a very i don't know i'm i don't know it doesn't matter to me uh, personally like i know some people will probably i am not the love story man i'm not no the demogra- i'm not the demographic of people that would absolutely be like oh my god i cannot but can you believe the liberals made superman get i don't it doesn't matter that's my me. dad it's such a small portion of the overall story and some would argue that this is a company trying to be woke to sell more stuff or just no. polarizing to also get in the news. And, you know, the old adage that no publicity is bad publicity, but I, I just feel like they are trying to stay relevant. I appreciate that representation is important, but also like people been gay since the dawn of time. Now that yeah. you're making like a figure gay that, it's like, hey, he's breathing air now. Yeah, it's. I, it, I mean, it's like too little, too late. A little bit for me, because like people have been gay for years, man. It just <laughs> now Superman's getting since, on the train since the dawn of time. Someone, I mean, like, hey, it, just, it just feels copycat. It just, I don't want to say it's disingenuous, but I feel well, it like it kind of is. It just feels like this is a corporation going like, what do we do? Let's make him bisexual. Yeah, so he can appease everybody. They didn't really make him commit one way or another. They just were like, exactly. We're gonna like if you're gonna make a decision like that, just be like, this Superman is gay. Like, and if you're gonna just deal with it, like, don't even, don't even like try to find some. It just that just feels like some corporate decision where they're just like, we can't go all the way, so let's just say this. And it's like we, it. They know people are gonna be like pay attention, and people can't help but pay attention. But it, it just it it feels cynical to me, because I do make like, the whole comic this first comic just him boning a chicken a dude. That's all I want from this comic. Really commit. Do you, Don't give me none of that half ass shit. Do you really commit? Do you understand what I'm saying though? Where it's just like. Oh, they're doing it because that's what the trend is right yes. now is because that's the hot thing to be inclusive, which is okay, but it's forced it, because they're just doing it because it's a sign of the times and like, like I just, I just want it to be like coming from a genuine place, but I feel like it's not definitely not every money cash rules everything around me, man. That's, that's what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is if you're going to commit Make a whole fucking Just book go. about him fucking boning this dude or going out and like having a good time with this person and just being as bi as he wants to be. Like have do, them check out dudes and chicks. Like really commit to it. Like just if you get to the if action. You can make this decision, just don't half ass it. And I really would appreciate it if it comes from a genuine place of inclusivity rather than you just going, you know what? Well, we think we'll make this popular, at least we'll get us in the news for five minutes. Which it has. Yeah, we're talking about it. But I mean, <laughs> people have been bi and gay and straight for the beginning of time. This is nothing new. It's just this icon who's Superman 
is all of a sudden that too. But I mean, your sexual orientation doesn't define you. It's not. It's weird that people try to make it like that. It's not your whole life. And it's not, I don't know. It, (laughs) Nobody comes into a room and says, hey, I'm gay or hey, I'm bi. I announce hey, I'm straight whenever I enter a room. Yeah, uh, nobody does that. But that's just me. (laughs) And if you do that, then you're just a fucking asshole. Like, like, I don't know anybody except people are trying to probably cover for themselves. Like, yeah, man, I'm straight as fuck. I've been boating all these chicks. Or if there was a chick that was like, yeah, I've been straight all my life. I've been boating all these dudes. I just feel like if you come that hard, just you're probably calm, not. Yeah, just calm down. Like, yeah. just take take a deep breath. I don't give a shit about anybody's orientation. Assess who you are in life, and just remember that be who you are. It isn't like you walk into the room and you're like, "I got a podcast." Exactly, which I need, really need to start stop doing. Yeah, well, I haven't walked into a room with other people in a year and a half, so it doesn't matter. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just like you're like, "I got a big dick," and it's like no one cares, no man. One care. Even if you did genetic lottery, even good if, job. Even if you did, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Unless you wear gray pants, sweatpants, exactly. But yeah, that's my two cents. I don't really care that Superman's gay. It wasn't really shocking to me. Yeah, I did post this because I did want to talk about how much I don't care. Yeah, and it, maybe it's just me being cynical. And I think we both kind of have the same opinion. Where it just it seems like them doing this just is like. Look how inclusive we are. But they're behind the curve. I feel like exactly. you're about four years behind where this is. <laughs> oh like man, you can news. go back further than that. Like when Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came out, I remember walking with my mom at the uh at the time Dixie Classic Fair. Yeah. And like now there was the classic. Well, I think it's fair. Carolina Classic. Yeah. But there was like women holding hands, and I was like, it was just very you didn't see that back in the day. And I remember saying something to my mom, like you know something to regards like i've never seen that many like gay women or something like that because that wasn't very open like nobody did that but like i don't know just like thank god like things are are different now why i mean why haven't they been different sooner just like there's a lot of things like people can be who they want to be yeah don't fuck an animal or anything like that i'm not telling somebody to go out and bone a dog or because that's going to be where their mind jumps or hey don't go out there and like bang kids i mean being gay i feel like it's a natural thing if you're gay you're gay if you're bi you're just you just don't know what you want (laughs) (laughs) you just want everything you greedy pig bastards (laughs) listen you you are you are who you are and we love and accept you for who you are but i i just i'm glad i'm glad that corporations and big companies acknowledge this but this just it feels a lot to me like in june when you know these big corporations change their logos to the the rainbow the gay pride logo oh yeah for, for that's a such bullshit and then they continue to donate to politicians and other programs which do the exact opposite for the rest of the year so like just mean what you say i just hope it's coming from a genuine place but it, i maybe i'm just a little cynical at this point so well, i will say the gay parade was on tv this year or last year and that's good i'm glad that they i'm glad that they was it was a little boring we watched it It was a little boring (laughs) but i think it's also because of covid they couldn't really be out there in the streets yeah it was a little boring we spent a lot longer on this than i thought we would but yeah i I think we just have like feelings about this and we're just tired well i just stuff like 
I have tons of friends who are gay and like I don't care. And yeah. it's like that does not make you different than me. I mean, it just makes you a little different, but I mean, that's like to me that's like being a boobs dude or a butt dude, you know? There's not a lot of difference. You oh, just I like fight, to, I will fight you on that. You, yep. Yeah, well, I know where you stand on that. I, you know, think, and I you know, know where I, I, I stand I know on that. On that too. Yep. Camaraderie. Anyways, the boobs. Scream. <laughs> scream. <laughs> uh, there's a new Scream movie coming out, and what do you know? If it isn't, it looks like they're kind of redoing Scream One, but they they're doing the Force Awakens of Scream. Basically, they got some new characters and they brought some old characters back. They're in they're the like, same house in the beginning. In the that same house. Barrymore got killed, <laughs> and then at the then at the end, they go outside, and there's the twin sons, and they're like. I'm Scream Skywalker. What's up? <laughs> oh God, gonna cut you up. I think I think it's gonna be a girl this time. Yeah. How? Yeah. This really is another one of th- another thing that I'm cynical and irritated by a movie and a franchise where it's like, hey, it's been a couple years, but y'all remember Scream? Guess what? It's the same movie. We're gonna do the first one, but it's a couple things are different, and we got a couple of the old actors back. Anyways, here's Scream 6, which we're just going to call Scream again, because mm-hmm. it's been long enough since the first one that we'll call it Scream 2022. We'll it Scream 2022. Just like Halloween 2018. <laughs> it's been long enough. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to fucking watch that movie, we might as well watch this movie. Yeah, well, January 13th. Uh, God, when is the new Halloween movie? Because I know it's out this weekend. I it's it out this weekend. Yeah, we have to make plans to go see it and then immediately come back and podcast. Yeah, we should. We should, and we'll put that out. That'll be our last like pre-Halloween episode. Yes, um, we need to figure out a day. I'm literally busy every Saturday. Great, but I'll make a Sunday exception. We could do something on Sunday. Yeah, we should. We should. We'll figure it out. Okay, perfect. We'll get we'll get everyone in on it. Because I'm sure they'll have lots of lots of opinions. Well, I can tell you where my opinion will probably lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the rough cut. Big old wet fart. <laughs> Will <laughs> Will Poulter <laughs> has broken his silence on Adam Warlock casting in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and I'm guessing that silence is I'm going to be Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Papal tongue from the Banner Snatch. He's, uh, he's got Papal tongue, and J- director James Gunn has confirmed the news that he has Papal tongue. He has Papal tongue, and Will Poulter, eyebrow dude, welcome to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Number Three. Come guard that galaxy. How about that? Oh, Jake, here's some news that you'll enjoy. Just frothing over. Just absolutely just creaming my crop crop. <laughs> Metroid Dread is already breaking franchise sales records. Good. That is good news. Is that surprising? Yeah, I think because, well, I don't think it's that surprising because uh, these games historically have not sold very well, which is why you go 10, 20 years between entries <laughs> before they make a new one. So hopefully that means that there will be more of the, I mean, obviously Metroid prime four, which again, <laughs> happen, all of the prime games happen between Metroid one and Metroid two. Uh, so that is in a different timeline kind of sort of, uh, but uh, hopefully there will be more of them. Obviously that's another one that's coming, but I just want, I want more games like this. I want more games that are moody, atmospheric, 
uh, difficult, but maybe not super, super fucking relentless. But yeah, just make more of these like this. Like, I think that Nintendo is good at this. They work with people that kind of understand this formula and make more of these like this. I don't, I, and Pete, this is literally one of these genres that is incredibly popular on the Switch right now. Like, every other game is influenced by Metroid and Castlevania. So mm-hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't just make more of the franchise that inspired a lot of these things. So it's that's good news, and I hope it continues to uh, hope it continues to sell well. Time will tell. Yeah, we'll find out. Like some official, it did say that uh, this particular report was only focusing on physical copies sold, and that it hadn't yet factored in digital copies sold. But I'm assuming that's at least the same or even greater. I was going to get a physical one, but Amazon was actually sold out when I tried to order. And I was like, I'll just, I can order a digital one. Like, I don't, I don't care. So that's what I wound up doing. So we'll find out in a couple of weeks, just how good it is, is doing. I don't think it's going to be like animal crossing or Zelda, but I think it's doing pretty well as, as it stands. <laughs> so Ryan, you this G4 is going to officially relaunch. Next I month. think this is going to be huge. <laughs> I think this is going to be absolutely huge. So let's video games are like so big and people are willing to watch people stream video games. Could you yes. imagine if G4 comes back and they have some of the, get some of these big players to stream their games, like, you know, live or like late night or, you know, and they talk about video games you're looking at a potential like ESPN kind of thing. I would think game news coming through there exclusively. I think this has the potential to be way bigger than what it was before. And I think that if I was an investor that maybe whatever company is going to do this, I would invest in that because I can only see big things coming out of this. I think that this is the perfect, like you said, this is, could be the ESPN in video games. I think this is one of the perfect times for something like this to come back. Because if the pandemic has shown us anything else is that people have suddenly found a lot of free time and they're like, video games are a good way to spend that time. Mm-hmm. So why? And we enjoy watching it and talking about it. And I don't see why something like this wouldn't be perfect this why this wouldn't be the perfect time for this to to come back. <laughs> oh, I just I just see like Hulu having that, and that would be like something that uh, like a channel you can watch. And I mean, you could really stretch it out like all day. I mean, if I get on Facebook, sometimes I will see people doing like trying on uh, GTA. You know, they can build those tracks and stuff like that. Yeah, and they have to go over them or like uh, sus um, or. And just anything like I see these people streaming these games. I just see like like Adult Swim is where people could stream the video games or like, you know, the best kill shots or whatever. You know, Halo used to do that with like their best kill yep. shots, like yep. top 10 of the week. Absolutely. There, There's a lot of um, mirroring that can happen between that and like ESPN. And if I was G4, I would kind of use ESPN as like a like an idea of like how I would mirror it because lean into that heavily. Yeah. Heavily. (laughs) You could like, so they like the NBA jump. Well, maybe you could do like first person shooters or something like that, or maybe you could devote to a certain game 
uh, you know, there's tournaments all the time. Even in colleges now, they have like the e-sports yeah. stuff. And this, Huge. This is going have to be the, the prize money staple stuff like e-sports. It's insane. I can only see G4 coming back being a staple like TV. Yeah. Quite like I find ESPN. Um, maybe even to the fact that ESPN buys into it. Now, there's multiple people invested in, uh, into esports like Shaq and like Michael Jordan and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting big backers just in general. And now you're kind of fine tuning it into a TV show. Um, ESPN's committed into that in the past where they've shown stuff. I just see good things because there's like just such an array of different things can happen at the same time you know sports are seasonal where video games can be played at any time anytime anywhere literally yeah. so <laughs> and i just i don't see any negatives here if they do it right absolutely i just don't see yeah. anything so i i do think this wrong. is i do think this is a prime opportunity and you know what g4 wish you the best hopefully yeah. we'll have something some additional stuff to talk about in a couple months so I'm sure we will. Uh, there's a, no, a new uh, Home Sweet Home Alone trailer that's been released by uh, a Disney Plus. So 20th Century Studios is uh, really, has just recently released a new trailer for Home Sweet Home Alone. And Disney is describing the movie as a reimagining of Home Alone. So uh, what do you think about that? Uh, so Macaulay Hogan will have a cameo appearance reprising his role as Kevin McAllister. I think so. I was watching E.T. the other night because I'm like fucking domesticated now. Um, <laughs> the original E.T. from 19 what like 1982? <laughs> maybe. I remember growing up and watching it like long, long ago. And um, we were watching that. And this is the main character is the British kid from Jojo Rabbit. Not the main kid, but his buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think he's pretty funny just in general. Um, do I think this is going to be great? No, because I also saw some of the scenes with um, Aaron from uh, The Office or Ellie Kemper. Um, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah and, and Ellie Kemper some, as her legal name is known. Yeah. <laughs> but just the stuff that I seen, it just seemed like stupid. It, it just wasn't my my thing from what I saw. I will end up watching this. I will tell you, I will end up watching this and I will just badger the fuck out of it because it's not the thing that I grew up with. It's not the time period. Do you think this will be in our is this a Christmas movie or not segment? No, because I don't think this will be anywhere near anybody's Christmas anything because it'll be like it says that he's been left behind while his family's in japan for the holidays yeah this is this is going to probably be forgettable so when they're in japan i think a big thing in japanese christmas is they eat kfc that's a big thing in japanese christmas for some reason i thought they would go to like a japanese restaurant because it's the only thing open around here uh, in japan those restaurants are closed on christmas but are K they but kfc is open yeah it's a holiday is it is that what their major holiday or religion is? No. So not at all. It's a it's a commercial holiday just like it is pretty much everywhere else in the world. If we're what being are you talking honest. about? I love presents. Christmas is a religious holiday. It's pretty much a secular holiday in almost everywhere. So that liar. Yeah. No, anyway, we just want the presents. In Japan, yeah. Presents and KFC, apparently. So <laughs> that's weird. Poor chickens. Uh, apparently there's a live action system shock series in development and it's going to premiere on the streaming service binge any have you ever played any of these system shock games on the ps 
on the original PlayStation, Ryan. I do not recall ever well, playing these or hearing about these at all. It originally released in 1994 and was the precursor to Bioshock. So, Oh, okay. Well, I recognize Bioshock, and I have definitely been alive during uh, 1994. Well, unless we're in the Matrix, then maybe that's not true. Who's to say? Anyways, uh, Netflix or sorry, binge, not Netflix, is going to be working on a live action remake of uh, this. So pretty cool stuff. Uh, Formula One 2021 has things we can get excited about a new course. Uh, It's added in Imola, which yours just did some downloading tonight. I seen it said the update and it's ready. So the recent uh, DLC has added a new track. It's added in Imola. Where's Imola? In Italy. Did they race that this year? uh, Second round. It was hosted the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Who won that one? Max Verstappen. Well, it also added in the special uh, retro Honda livery that they raced at the uh, at last week's Turkish Grand Prix, which oh, is the based, Red Bull. Yeah, which is based. Uh, it was a white and red car. It was basically like the Japanese flag, which Honda raced in the 1960s when they owned. Was this Toro Rosso or was this Red Bull? Was, that was the Red Bull. Okay, was, I didn't watch it. So isn't that like their backup team, though? So, I mean, yeah. it's possible that it could have been. Them so people know that I it do was, know things it was about a Formula special, One. They did a special one-off because this last weekend was going to be the Japanese Grand Prix, but uh, it got canceled due to COVID. So even though they were in Turkey, this was the one that they were going to run in Japan. But obviously, uh, I I like their original colors, but I do like this. I'm cool with this. Yeah, it's just a straight, um, straight white and red, and it has some Japanese characters on the side and on the rear wing, which is, uh, says Arigato, which is uh, obviously means a restaurant here. Thank you. In it's Winston. a restaurant in Winston Salem. It also means thank you in, in Japanese. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, cool stuff. Uh, I will check that out later uh, because that track is fucking awesome <laughs> to is drive it? it is it is a great i don't remember that track that i don't remember them racing it was there. the second one this year and it rained i do remember what that. time in the morning was it it was a it was in europe so it was a 9 a.m one in uh, april i think the race there i should have seen that it just didn't stick well with me uh it's one it's one of those fill-in ones uh, oh, they just sort of like, hey, used, we can't race here this used year. Used to run at all the time, but then it was a uh, one of those tracks that was kind of on standby. So. Well, if they if that's the case, then won't they just get rid of fucking Monaco and just put this one there? <laughs> well, luckily enough, they're adding in Saudi Arabia, which I cannot wait to see what that is. Apparently, it looks it looks bad. Uh, <sighs> I wish they put Turkey in. Well, don't they? They sign off a contract for a while. Like, wonder how many years they're going to be racing. That's that's cats. They they have a multi year contract with Saudi Arabia and Qatar, uh, which they just announced a couple of weeks ago. So Qatar is not going to be in the game. I don't think it's going to be in a game until a couple of years from now because they are racing there one year, then taking a year off because Qatar is hosting the World Cup next year. And then in 2023, apparently they're going by the next two years. They're going to have built a completely new circuit. <laughs> That they're going to race on. So what they have now is just going to be like a prototype. They um, that the, could be fun. Like maybe they might try something different. So in Qatar, uh, it's a track that the motorcycles race on currently. Mm-hmm. MotoGP races on in Saudi Arabia. It's going to be a street circuit for a couple of years until they build another new one, which is going to be part of a amusement park 
in the middle of Saudi Arabia, apparently. So it's going to be an eye race. So maybe it'll be a little bit cooler. <laughs> what I want to know about Saudi Arabia, hot, sandy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are the thing, oil and lots of money. Yeah. And a few other things we won't get into, but potential human rights violations. So I went ahead and said it. <laughs> Speaking oh no, you of, did. Speaking of human rights violations, there's a real life squid game taking place in South Korea right now. Minus the deaths. Yeah, so I read that and then I see minus the deaths, and that's when I became oh, I was interested from the start, but then I was like, there will be a cash prize, but it will be far less than reward so Netflix show. Did someone make money on the Netflix in the ne- show? In the Netflix show, I think it was like five and a half billion won. However, this, the real life squid game, uh, is 5 million won, which translates to 4,178 US dollars. So considerably less than you would probably think. But it sounds like a lot. Just to tell you what that converts to, the cost of entry is 10,000 won, which is $8.38. Low risk, high reward. Yeah. So pretty cool. I will be talking about that in a uh, couple of weeks, but Squid Game is great, and I'm glad that nobody's getting murdered in the real life one. It's about all the news, isn't it? Yeah, that is. Um, the things that they will be playing, uh, Red Light, Green Light in English, Tug of War, some paper tile flipping, and Flat Sugar Candy Challenge. I don't know what those last two are. But I don't I know either. With red Light, Green Light. <laughs> Yes, I, I've I've Red Rover. They will be playing Red Rover. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the Adams Family real quick? We can. Um, so I saw this like two weeks ago. And I saw this last weekend. And let me ask you, how was your experience? Uh, my fiance fell asleep and started snoring in this. Cause did she, you fall asleep? You said I, you did. I my eyes got really heavy at a couple points. We talked about the first one uh, a few years ago. Namely, two years ago. And I remember liking the first one a lot. You, much more medium on it from what I can remember. Yeah, it was not my favorite thing at all. I liked the first one a lot. I thought it was charming. I thought it was funny. I love the art style. And I will admit that this one also looks really great if you're watching it on a big screen. I think that some of the, uh, one of the scenes where they went to the beach, I was like, that looks like real sand. And that's, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive looking. I do enjoy the art style i think the adams family looks great as this weird cartoonish uh animated caricature of of what it is but yeah there it is but this second movie wasn't it ryan it was uh it was a it was a big letdown from what i remember the first one was this was just it felt like a series of vignettes kind of smushed together into an hour and 40 minute film and none of it felt super cohesive. Wednesday Adams is this amazing fa- spoilers, by the way, uh, is this amazing oh, no like shit. genius that she wins the science fair, but also just wins a participation trophy. And it turns out there's a scientist on the other side of the country that may or may not be pretending to be her biological father. What? Or maybe he's just faking it. Well, Who's is that what most people do. Um, so yeah, th- Gomez is like, he's, he's doing his wacky stuff. He's like Pugsley and Wednesday, you're my kids and I love you so much. And they're like, Hey, fuck off dad. Like we're, 
We're weird. Pugsley's trying to figure out how to talk to girls and Uncle mm-hmm. Fester's helping him. He's not doing a great job. Wednesday, she's being reclusive and it's like, I don't like this family. And he's like, all right, well, you know what? You know what will solve this? Let's go on a cross-country road trip for the next three weeks and see how but we, we feel about But we don't go to other. where we want to go. Yeah, there's going to be a series of misadventures as we snake our way across the country. Someone we, may die. And we will stop at no fewer than four locations. Those locations being... Grand Canyon. Niagara Falls. S- did they go to Salem? They didn't go to Salem. They went to Niagara Falls instead. Then they went to the... Almost whatever pageant. Somewhere in Texas where they did a beauty pageant. Then they went to the Grand Canyon. Then they went to Sleepy Hollow. And they also went Don't to... Don't know where that is exactly. <laughs> well, they went to that one place too um, where the scientists lived. Uh, who was oh, voiced and, by and Bill that Hader. Was in California. That was in the Bay, the Bay Area in South Salito. Uh, and they went to Death Valley too, I think. Uh, anyways, yeah, this it felt like honestly a series of disconnected things it was almost like a series of like 10 minute shorts that they stitched together into a movie and it just it didn't have the same heart and charm that i i did genuinely did the feel heart and charm? Like the first i thought the first one did the first one was a lot more enjoyable than this but this it felt like they would lean into the the goofiness and wackiness a little bit too hard like it's kind of like you said where Wednesday is this genius and everybody else in the family is just this bumbling fucking moron. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, obviously this is a movie for kids and I don't want to judge it too harshly because I feel that if you are a parent and you're bringing your kids to out to a movie, I don't think this is necessarily a bad time, but the first one was just better. Like it, I mm, I don't know if it was better from what you can remember. Like it, <laughs> I really didn't like it. Um, I will say for this, I did. Wednesday is like the central character, it's main character, uh, and everything else centers centers around her. And she's the only character who has wits about her. And everybody else is just an idiot, kind of making it happen. It works for Uncle Fester because Uncle Fester and the others other movies were was very dumb. But it it does like that charm that the other ones had. Um, it, it just was not a very good movie. I think the fourth act threw a lot of craziness at you, which made that more um, acceptable. Um, and it also actually helped the movie. I think if you go into the movie thinking that you're watching a B grade movie, now you think of uh, Hotel Transylvania as being like an A grade, like children's movie. Okay, you're gonna see things that you're I've not expecting. Seen any of those? Well, I think those are really good, and it's like Adam Sandler movies. You know, like everybody that you're expecting is gonna be in there. Yeah. Um, I think those movies have tendencies of more popular movies this um this has some wildness and it's a little off kilter which there's nothing wrong with that and and preferred in most cases but i just don't think it worked for this movie as much until the fourth act uh, like the final act whenever there was just like this wild craziness and it was just essentially you're finding a, a basic story that a girl is questioning or uh, a child is questioning the family they're with and they're looking for a place to belong. And then all along they try to run away from where they actually do belong. That's the, the tell of the story. 
the tell of the tell. Um, it's was it, it wasn't groundbreaking. Didn't really do anything. It was kind of like repetitive and stupid. It was the humor was very slapstick. Did you enjoy uncle Fester gradually turning into a uh, giant octopus less squid? I think that was kind of a nice twist, and that was almost that was the, one of the payoffs in the final. Did you enjoy act. the part where he showed up and said, "Cry, call Uncle," and smacked a uh, smack that big scientist doctor around? Um, I can't remember that part. The scientist doctor. The only part I remember from the end where he was like, he fought like the beast or uncle. whatever. Yeah, he fought the beast, which is what the scientist turned into. Yeah. Him. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was like, what do you call those? The uh, what do you call those movies? Like Godzilla, it begins with the kaiju. K. Kaiju. Yeah, it was kind of like that at the end, and I don't know, it was a little silly and stuff like that. Uncle Fester, I just think he gets by. I Pugsley it's was kind Nick, of annoying. It's Nick Kroll, isn't it? Yeah, it's Uncle Fester. Yeah, because I was like, oh my god, it's a big mouth voice, um, <laughs> which is coming out with their new season soon. Um, oh, we should watch that. <laughs> what big mouth? Or we, yeah, I love Big Mouth. We watched it like not too long ago. Just uh, like recap, up on it. It's <laughs> that was one of the first episodes of this podcast. Was one of us talked about Red Dead Redemption too, and then we talked about Big Mouth and floating <laughs> penises and dude, what I, a time to be alive, wasn't it? <laughs> it 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 was, and I just love that show. Um, I feel very similar to Andrew in most cases, not all cases, but most. Um, extremely but, relatable. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, but for the Adams family, I think here's how I would think about it for the rating. I sit on a fence. I lean and the fence is five. I lean one way. It's a four. I lean one way. It's a six. With I put the, my nut sack right on the middle. Where, where do you stand? Where I lean on the Adams family is I would give it a four because it's something that could stay in the background and I just didn't need to really pay attention to this. We're the same opinion. Um, I like the first one. I would have rated it higher than this, but yeah, this is a four out of 10. The best it's, if you have kids, I would say, save your money. Just wait till this is like video on demand. Wait until this is on a streaming service or something like I, I don't Watch think, where you don't have to pay a lot. Yeah. Don't pay a lot of money. The to, originals are so much better. I went back and watched the originals this past weekend and it was like much better. There were things that I seen about it were hilarious. Like the beginning of the second one where Christopher Lloyd's out there as uncle Fester and he's howling at the moon. For some reason that cracks me up. I have mentioned that to a couple of different people. I had totally forgotten about it. Yeah. Th this is just, it feels like if an algorithm had studied old Adam's family and then studied like Despicable Me and a few like other things that are popular and animated mm -hmm. like movies and spit out something. It just feels like soulless and not not funny, not particularly enjoyable. It was just too slapstick for its own good. It in was some just places. like all like slapstick. You had one intelligent character. Like the visuals of it, like I, I do enjoy the art design. I like the little weird fucking RV they ride around with that has like a full, like it's just their house and on Snoop wheels. Snoop Dogg is cousin it. Snoop Dogg is cousin it. He rides in on a fucking jet ski in Miami. He goes back to their mansion where the grandma has thrown like a fucking fire festival sort of thing at their. I thought that was strange. 
thought that was strange. No indication that that was going to happen. And why it did happen. Thing, She's an old lady. Thing is like their chauffeur where he's driving uh, the RV around and he falls asleep at the wheel at one point. <laughs> How does he push on the, the I didn't mind pedals. that. I guess it's just he's got like a big like he's got like a brick or something. He just sets on the <laughs> gas pedal or something. <laughs> well, it, it, he's like a, a, a supporting character. I the the two characters that I just needed to be stronger were Morticia and Gomez. And yeah. they just didn't make them strong enough because they're they were so much in the background. Like they're just they're only reactionary is is kind of the thing. Like none of the things that they do affect the plot really. Like it's they were so much better in the original too and even back in like the actual tv show um and now they're making like a new one where luis guzman is going to be gomez and i just don't know how i feel about that because i feel like maybe they might be continuing the same trend of like a dumb gomez like he doesn't he can be like a good caring father and not be like a fucking buffoon like I feel like that was like the that's like the nineties like sitcom thing where like the dad always has to be like this bumbling idiot. Like he it's okay to like <laughs> not everyone needs to be like an idiot to be like funny. We yeah. don't have to laugh at them. We can laugh with them at certain points. Like it, yeah, and they can be so <laughs> weird and be in these like situations yeah. like where it can be funny. They just did not help his character. And same with Morticia. I mean, she was forgettable and. And that's Charlize Theron. I mean, how much are you paying her to be there? Yeah, and it really felt like they could have. She could have just done this over Zoom and read all of her lines just one time mm-hmm. in like an hour, and that <laughs> that was it. Well, and, so. and Gomez. I mean, that's the uh, guy who played Apocalypse with Oscar Isaac. <laughs> they got. There's some pretty. It's a good cast. Like it. It feels like they just really underutilized this. Hit and girl was Wednesday. Chloe, I, that's Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, I couldn't it? didn't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, but Nick Kroll. Um, it it just felt like Sundog. it's been two years. We need to crank out a sequel quick. Let's just do this. We're not going to think about it too much. Like it, and there's not anything wrong with not thinking about it too much because sometimes if you overthink it, then you ruin it. But at the same time, it felt like I they think, underthought it. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I understand like it's a family movie and you're going to go take them sightseeing because that's what families do. AKA the Griswolds. Does anybody really do that anymore though? To do a cross country trip? No, because nobody makes that kind of money anymore where you can take a three week vacation and drive from one end of the country to the other and back again. Yeah. So maybe if they centralized (laughs) it to one place, like let's, okay, let's keep it in the Griswold. Let's say we're going to a theme park. There could have been a lot of, fun on the way to the theme park and actually getting there See, and then I, and I, th- I think that the thing with the road trip was that they hit up like no real memorable landmarks like they went to niagara falls and the grand canyon and then they did a beauty pageant in texas and then they camped overnight in sleepy hollow which i don't even know if that's a real place but maybe massachusetts or some or somewhere well why would you go to texas and then shoot back up well i think sleepy hollow came first but like I, I it just like I, I feel like if you're gonna do the road trip thing, maybe they could have embraced like better landmarks. Like I, I don't I like Niagara I, Falls is great. I've been there one time. It's cool. 
I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but it's a big hole in the ground and I think a lot of people like it. But like just they could have done so much more with a cross-country road trip. Like just everything about this was undercooked and underthought. And it really just felt like, hey, it's been two years. Let's crank one out real quick. Like it's Adam's family. It'll be fine. People go see it. We're not even going to worry about the fact that there may or may not have been a global pandemic by the time this is ready to go in theaters. Like it, I don't know. It just it felt underthought at every single turn of this well i will give them this that if i'm thinking about the adams family i'm thinking hey what have they never done they've never left the house they've never left the town we've always been stationary where we've been and that's clearly what their thought was but they just and i applaud that but (laughs) beyond that it's kind of like well what's the point yeah like it i don't know like i if you have kids, like maybe go see this, but or just just wait till this one's there's streaming. better movies. There's better movies for sure. Is there anything else you want to add on this? Because I feel like we are of the same opinion. And nope. We thought All this movie sucked. I gotta say is <laughs> it's a dump cake. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I think that'll do us for this week. Uh, That's what she said. Right, Ryan. Thanks for thanks for joining me and the rest of the listeners. Yeah, and I try to this um, wonderful journey that we've, that we've all been on uh, for 133th plus two episodes <laughs> plus plus two or four uh, in your case, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, share the show with a friend. If share the you, shit, yeah, share all this shit. Puff puff pass pass the podcast around. We do. Great, we'll be famous when we're so dead, much. Jake. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I know. Uh, as we say at the end of this. And every episode of Almost Accurate. Let's get fucked up. Right, let's let's do it. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Until next time, folks. Night and night, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.